0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, October 29th. S&P futures are rallying 30 points. That is about 1%. NASDAQ futures are doing a bit better, up about 130 points. That is about 1.2%. Europe is attempting to rebound. It is up about 30 to 50 basis points. Um, The rally is somewhat tentative. And Asia generally suffered losses, although continues to trade much better than Europe and the US, largely because Asia is much more successful in containing COVID. So... There is a ton of news out last night and this morning, um, a slew of earnings. So remember, the 48 hour period starting Wednesday morning and continuing up until tonight is the peak volume period of the Q3 earnings season. So there were a million earnings reports. I have each one detailed this morning, both in Europe and the US. Um, not necessarily going to go through all of them. I don't think there is any one that really stands out as shifting the macro narrative, but. Uh, a lot of earnings to go through. So just to kind of run through the major topics and themes. So obviously, COVID mitigation actions taken throughout Europe. So over the weekend, we had Spain and Italy, and then you had Germany and France come out yesterday with actions. That was the headline um, driver behind the selling that we saw on Wednesday. I would just point out though that other than France, which um, did impose some very stringent um, measures, you're not seeing a return to the, um, uh, the March and April Stringent lockdown steps that were adopted both in the U.S. and throughout Europe. So you still see politicians are taking a more targeted, surgical approach, um, whereby they are not completely shutting down their economies, and they're uh, really going after the most high-risk activities and areas, uh, specifically bars and restaurants in particular, but um, you know some other some other actions as well. So I think that's that's one thing to just keep in mind, um, and just in general too. You know, you are. Continuing to see surging case numbers throughout the U.S. and Europe, um, and hospitalizations are rising as well. But in general, I think the economy is much better equipped um, to cope with the virus, and you also see the medical community is much better, um, much better equipped to cope with the virus as well. Which is why you uh, fatality numbers, fatality rates are much lower than they had been before. Just going back to Wednesday quickly. Um, you know, obviously, the virus and mitigation actions were the, were cited as the main reason for the selling pressure. But I would just note that it was very um, it was very notable that Treasuries did not catch a bid. So Treasuries actually were traded flat to down slightly. Yields were flat to up small, and you saw extreme selling in technology. Technology underperformed on Wednesday. Both of those price action suggests that there was not as much virus anxiety in the market as I think um, the headlines would suggest. If there was a lot of genuine virus panic tech would be outperforming like it did in the spring and summer, and there would be a larger bid throughout treasuries. Um, you know, so clearly, I think the virus mitigation steps are weighing on sentiment a bit, um, but I think it's a little bit overblown. I think we're right now in sort of a liquidity vacuum at the moment as investors await over the next week and a half. Um, you have a ton of major macro events that could be pretty determinative in terms of how this tape can trade over the coming weeks, including the ECB this morning. You have US GDP this morning. You have obviously the election coming up. You have potential action on stimulus immediately after the election. You have the BOE and the Fed both next Thursday. You have the jobs next Friday. Um, And then we're still waiting on vaccine data. And while Pfizer pushed out its timeline very, very slightly earlier in the week, um, it could still have uh, preliminary phase three data out as soon as next week. So that is still very much on the calendar as a near-term catalyst. So um, notwithstanding uh, what you saw yesterday in the market, you could see, you know, the narrative shift dramatically, 180 degrees, depending on how these upcoming catalysts all play out. Um, so, just quickly running through a few other news items for this morning. So, no major economic data. None of these central bank decisions. You had Brazil and Japan out um, overnight. None of them were uh, uh, deviated from expectations. All very much in line. On the political front. You have seen um, you know, a, a tightening in the polls. You have seen some of the betting websites are, are pointing to falling Biden uh, falling Biden odds and, and rising Trump odds. I will just point out, though, that all the data, the statistics, the polls, et cetera, also point to a Biden victory. Um, again, the state of this race is much different than it was in 2016. Of course, anything can happen in the coming days. You could see a collapse in the polls. But it's also very important to note the enormous amount of voting that's already taken place um, you know, the numbers continue to surge. Uh, you could see 90 to 100 million votes take place before next Tuesday, which would be um, obviously unprecedented. Um, so, again, the path to 270 electoral votes is much, much, much easier for Biden than it is for Trump, um, you know, d- despite all of the noise in the last couple of days. So, I still think that Biden is headed for a victory. The Senate is still a lot less clear than the White House, although Democrats do have an edge there as well, just not as overwhelming a one as as for the White House. Whoever does come out with a Senate majority will be a very very small one. Um, you know, either you know, Republicans look very likely to lose a couple of seats, um and then to the extent the Democrats do capture the majority, it, it will not be a big one by any means. Um, so that that's kind of everything that's happening as far as macro news is concerned. Again, a million earnings reports. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, again, a, a ton out of Europe and the U.S. Just looking out uh, for the calendar today, specifically. Again, this Thursday today will be the peak of the season. Um, you have a few names out this morning, but it's after the close that you have a lot of big ones. So you have Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Starbucks, Twitter, all after the close today. Um, obviously, that will be uh, you know will dictate a lot of what happens in the marketplace. Um, on the macro front, you have US GDP today. It should be a very, very strong number, up up over 30%. That will uh, compensate somewhat from what you saw in Q2. Um, again, I think earnings and as well and the GDP figure are somewhat irrelevant at this point in time, just given that they're thought to be very backward looking. Obviously, investors are looking at Q4 and beyond and, and amid worries that the COVID mitigation steps are going to create incremental headwinds for growth and earnings. Um, which is why you're seeing, you know, again, the Q3 numbers are coming in very strong. This this season is statistically very strong, just like Q2 was. Um, but you're obviously not seeing the price action. Uh, you're not seeing that reaction in the market as you would expect based on those numbers. Um, the ECB this morning, I don't think you're going to see incremental policy steps get taken. Although Lagarde will probably be very suggestive um, in pointing to actions that could come later this year. The ECB had been sounding incrementally cautious even before you saw all these latest mitigation actions get taken place. Um, so clearly, they are very likely to be gearing up to adopt, um, you know, further steps at their December meeting, and they'll probably hint at that today. Um, and that also, um, and then, and just keep in mind as we go into next week after the election, you have the Fed and the BoE on Thursday as well. So definitely going to be a lot of uh, central bank headlines over the coming week and a half. Uh, so that is everything for today. Like I said, there's a lot more in the piece today. And then I put out yesterday, um, a, again, a list of the these big major macro catalysts coming up over the next week and a half. And I have predictions for all of them as well. So make sure to check that out on the website. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.